I've got a very simple solution for this. War Games! Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the, the War Report. It is Halloween night as we're recording. Well, you're going to hear this tomorrow, but happy Halloween to everybody out there. Uh, <laughs> more more treats than tricks, I guess. Less tricks than, I guess, the Fiend booking that just happened at Crown Jewel of him winning. Bro, we don't know. We're not talking about that. <laughs> we're not um, talk- we ain't talking about that. <laughs> Cyrus, how you feeling, man? Man, uh, you know, we're, I had to be at work for an extra hour because we were doing like a trick or treating thing for the kids, you know, for the community. I I thought that you know maybe if I ate like a ton of sugar, I might be like set and go, uh, like ready. But like by the time I got home from work, I think like I like crashed and all the sugar has like ran out. I'm I'm dead tired. <laughs> Dude, I, uh, like, every year I, I always have um, candy for the kids, and, like, on my block, I'm, me and, like, one other family are the ones that only, like, open their door to give candy. <laughs> kids don't even, like, they bypass even ringing my doorbell anymore. Now they just, with a hard knock, just, <laughs> boom. I'm like, who is this? Like, I'm doing, like, interviews and stuff. And, and, like, kids, I had, like, a big tub of candy. By maybe 7 o'clock, it was all gone. Like, they just went. Oh, my like, God. They were like, <laughs> it, it, is not, it is 9.50 as we're recording this. So that thing was going an hour. <laughs> yeah, like, I had to, like, stall. Like, there were more. There, I got hit at first with, like, a group of 25 kids. I'm like, oh, my God. Like. It's only it's only what like six at that at that point, and then like I was like, all right, man, I got one more bag. I could kind of like wait it out, and then it just got me, and I was like seven. I'm like I'm I'm all out, man. I'm sorry. Oh man, now nah, you got you got to turn the porch light off after that. Yeah, <laughs> you got over here. <laughs> all right, well, here we are. We are. Um, with ALW, we we're one week closer to full gear. I still don't like what. What is the what is the rest of the card? Well, we got two. Well, we got two matches. Two matches. Um, since we had the tag team uh, finals on this show, which it makes no sense. I think we talked about like why would you burn that on a, like ALW Dynamite show? Like an an amazing match that you would like you know kind of want to build towards, you know. And a dusty classic kind of style, you know? Like, why wouldn't you have the finals on, you know, your pay-per-view? Now, who are your new tag team champions? Your first ever tag team champions are going to face on the pay-per-view. Oops. Uh, I don't get it. (laughs) Well, the fourth episode of ALW Dark this week, um, let's just cut right to the chase. Um... There was a women's match. Uh, it was Sadie Gibbs, Penelope Ford, Allie, and Emmy Sakura. Now they call her uh, just Sakura. Now they dropped the first name. Hey man, where's the outrage for that? Yeah, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't get that. Um, my initial thoughts on this match was uh, we've been talking of Sadie Gibbs uh, since we've been doing the show, and I feel like mm-hmm. 
commentary didn't really tell us like why was she why she was so important. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah, we know from her because we've watched a little bit of Star. You watched Stardom. I watched a little bit of Stardom. I was kind of familiar with her before they signed her to AOW, and it feels like in this match, like everybody kind of wasn't on the same page. It was like Emi Sakura was like the veteran trying to be the ring general, and then it was just kind oh of like all God. random spots. They need a new general. That man... That man... I... I'm going to keep it G. I didn't get through the match, man. Um, the, fa- the Fatal 4-Way thing, I thought it was kind of cool. Well, actually, I didn't know it was going to be a Fatal 4-Way. I thought it was just going to be a tag match. So when it became a Fatal 4 I was just like, oh, okay, you know, it's whatever. Um, I tapped out when they kind of did, like, the cheerleading spot. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, you know, Allie does a thing at the top, and she, like, did the peace sign. And then, you know... They all ganged up on Sadie, and then they they let Allie do that with any repercussions, and they're kind of just like, you know, playing musical chairs in the ring. And I'm just like, all right, man, like, I, I get it, you know, in Fatal 4-Way matches. There's a little, you know, there's allegiance that happens, you know, but I, I don't see why. I, I don't, like, I don't get that. <laughs> like, it, it really took me out of it, and I was just like, man, th- this ain't it. Uh, I'm good. Emmy went over here. I thought Allie was fine. I thought Penelope Ford, uh, she's real charismatic. I, I do like this. They should build more on her. But, like, from what impressions I, I got from, like, talking to people, they I think they did Sadie a disservice because they're like, she didn't move the needle for me. And I'm like, if you guys only saw what me and Cyrus and I saw and, and see and stardom... Yeah. You kind of change your mind, and I don't. I don't feel like they kind of did that. Yeah, I. I don't know. Uh, not a big fan of Sakura. You know, out of all, out of like a lot of um, a lot of the talent on AEW, I don't. She doesn't do it for me personally. Um, maybe her work uh, somewhere else is much better. Like, I, I'm not even really sure what promotion she came from. All I really know is that she's Riho's teacher. Uh, it is what it is. Yeah. I wasn't a big fan of the match. And I was I was, I was kind of looking forward to it, too, because, you know, it had Sadie and Penelope Ford, but it was a big old stinker. <laughs> I think we'll talk about it once we get to, you know, the main show with the uh, Shauna and uh, Hikaru Shida match. A lot of oh. they're putting a lot of um, foreign talent over, and I think yeah. like we just we kind of like briefly talked about this off camera. Like, there's no. I know Hikaru just moved to the U.S., but like with Riho and Emmy, like there's no guarantee that they're going to be there full time. Well, it, they're like uh, those women. Um, the new, uh, the girl that, uh, Hikaru faced, people like Kit Saban, um, I'm not sure if Jimmy Havoc moved to America, I'm unsure, uh, B Priestley, who's, uh, who, uh, I think earlier this week said, like, she's part-time she, AOW, full-time yeah, stardom. she's, she's part, part-time AEW, full-time stardom, so she's not going to be on the show a lot, even though they set up, uh, set up something with her and Britt Baker, and it seems like, you know, they're going to have to slow down with that. And 
I said on a couple like a couple episodes ago, I think that might be like you know the back and forth feud that uh, Britt Baker can get, so she can get better in ring because everybody is like dunking on her. You know, she is still kind of like you know the veteran term green in the ring. I I think you know. I think if she just had, like, a back-and-forth feud or a series with B. Priestley, she could probably, like, you know, get better and just, you know, have a partner that she's, like, familiar with and we can see what that's like, you know? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think with the booking, with the booking there's, no there's no really, like, rhyme or reason to it yet. I think that there's just kind of, like, mm-hmm. throwing, you know, wrestlers and matches, and there's no yes. real symmetry that is getting built here. Like, Riho will fight Nyla Rose one week and then go to Britt the next week. You know what I mean? Like, Riho... You got it wrong. She'll fight Nyla one week. She'll be in a random-ass tag next week. And then she'll be facing her tag team partner of that random-ass tag the following week. Makes no sense. And we have a ton of women matches since then. Rio hasn't been present, and there is no, like, number one contender for the women's title coming full gear. Yet. As of now, now, yet. Well, I was... (laughs) I I was talking about, like, singles matches from her. Like, Rio... Like you said, like, Nyla was... She was the Haas in that match. And then... Yeah, she was being being the hell out of Nyla. And then, like, with Britt, it was like, she was trying to work a style with Britt, and I'm like... Okay, like, what, what are you building? What type of champion are you building Riho to be? Like, JR, well, if you listen to JR, he's like, she don't she's listen small. to JR. She don't listen to JR. If you listen to Kanye, yeah, she's a, she's a, a small, like, fighter and stuff like that. But, like, in ring, it's like, sometimes Rio has the Mario star. And sometimes she's playing <laughs> from behind. Like I, I don't know what type of champion she is. Yeah, and it, you know, her being absent for a couple, uh, a couple weeks now isn't really helping her case either. And you know, they're currently not, uh, you know, setting up a number one's contender for her. They gotta, yeah, they gotta set it up in a week because next Sunday is is full gear. It's full gear. So next week, you know. They're going to have to have a battle royale or some shit <laughs> and then get it cracking. To round out that show, we had Dustin Rhodes and Sonny Kiss versus QT Marshall and the Librarian Peter Avalon. I thought Dusty and Sonny like, had a lot of fun here, and they kind of played off um, Dustin being um, Gold Dust and that, like, and Sonny kind of being his character. I'm glad that I would like to see this tag team on the main show, but um, I, I liked it, what they did here. Uh, and then you had Darby Allen, Jimmy Havoc, and Jack Evans. Jimmy Havoc is going to be in these type of matches where there's going to be all sorts of craziness with tables and chairs. Like I don't think you'll ever see Jimmy Havoc just in a regular match. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... That's gonna be an issue for him. <laughs> the 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 fact that he's not gonna be able to like you know wrestle in normal singles matches, um, that's gonna be a big issue for him because you already see like I think Jimmy Havoc is already like five steps ahead of him by having a lot of uh, you know regular singles matches proving that he can actually wrestle without the smoke and mirrors. 
Yeah. Oops. And then Darby Allen, I mean, he does the coffin drop of the two chair and he gets another win. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, like, fans are behind him. I, I think that if there's one bright spot of them building up guys, yeah. Darby Allen, they've actually done the right thing. Yes, the, the crowd is firmly behind Darby Allen. I think uh, just, you know, just one title match made everybody really care about him, which is, I guess that's all it takes. Uh, I'm I'm not complaining, but uh, it, it is what it is. Um, hopefully we see uh, Darby Allen, you know, rise like a phoenix and comes back into a title picture. I think if they ever, you know, have the secondary title uh, coming in, I definitely think uh, he's the guy that you want to put it on, him or Janela. Yeah, absolutely. The main card here, and and when I was doing notes, ALW had more angles than week than I think NXT did, which is like oh yeah absolutely damn like a lot of lot of jump cuts here. Oh uh wait uh wasn't there a a, a tag match on AEW Dark? Yeah, it was uh Dustin Rhodes, Sunny Kiss, uh, Cutie Marshall, and uh, Peter Avalon. Oh, did we already talk about that? Yeah. Oh, my fault. <laughs> no, so it's all good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, like, I, I think, uh, as I was saying, like, I think that they have something there with Dustin and Sonny as being in a tag team. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, like, with Dustin's history being gold dust, and then, like, Sonny's... I, I think Sonny being, like, you know, a gold dust kind of character would be great. Um, there's certainly uh, parallels into that character, uh, I think it will really work well for him. Uh, hopefully, you know, when they're, uh, when Sonny Kiss is put on the main card, you know, hopefully he doesn't uh, doesn't get a negative reaction from the fans. Yeah, and whenever, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it more, whenever Dustin heals up. Um, oh, yeah. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> so, this show started off with our first, I don't know if it, we can really count it as on screen. But first illusion as Tony Khan as a, a character because Macho yeah, rolls he, up. He's kind of on the show. Yeah. So. Even though he said that he didn't really want to do that. Um, Moxley rolls up into his office and then Tony Khan mentions that, you know, his match at full gear with Kenny, that he can't sanction the match. Uh, it's not going to count against the so record. It's so going to be dumb. a lights out match. And the funny thing is, is that Mox is going off on him, right? And it totally sounds that Tony Khan is scared to death of this man. Oh, yeah. Definitely sounds pussy. <laughs> so I'm like... Definitely sounds like a coward. All right. So I'm like, okay, is this is different than any authority figures because it looks like Mox is going to just bully him. Um, you know, let's just cut to the Mox promo. We'll link this up. Um... Mox comes out later in the uh, night. Um, yeah. Peter Avalon, poor soul. It, well, I mean, the crowd popped for this. <laughs> he, he gets a dirty deeds. Um, and then Mox cuts this promo. Basically, like, you know, like, they've been, like, allude to the unhinged Mox. Um, basically, he's the anti-establishment guy. Yeah. Uh, he, he basically says, like, you know, like screw screw this like if you want like an unsanctioned match Kenny Omega's blood is going to be there he's like you know like everybody kisses him 
Uh, all the execs can kiss his ass, and we got an exact angle. So, what did you think about this whole Mox thing? Okay, one, I did like the promo, but he kept saying unsanctionable. Yeah, he's unsanctionable. That's not a real word. Uh, in Mox Mox language, it is, I guess. Um, because every time I typed up unsanctionable, there's a red line under it. But um, I did like the promo. I did like the promo a lot. I, I definitely thought it was really cool. It, it really plays up to his character. I definitely think that uh, Pac was doing the same thing a couple weeks ago, where he was just like, you know, like I have a better win loss record, but they're giving Darby Allen like this win loss shit is pretty like ass. And you know, Dean, I mean, John did address that. Like this, um, this win loss thing is pretty dumb. And I'm not a big fan of it either, and I'm glad that he kind of, like, pointed that out. Especially, like, why are you having matches that don't count towards the win-loss? Okay, if it's so, so important in this uh, in this company. All right, so Joey Janela had a... Didn't he have an unsanctioned match against Mox? Like, he, he, uh, yeah, he had a lights-out uh, match against Moxley and Kenny yeah. Omega. So none of these losses should count against him, then? Because if it's not counting yeah. for Mox, then why the hell does Joey have two losses? From my understanding of wrestling, which is, you know, might not be as much as most, but from my understanding is that an unsanctioned match is similar to, like, the Seth Rollins thing, where it's just, like, you're injured, but we're going to, like, kind of, like, put you in a match anyway. So, like, if you do, like, if your knee like snaps or like breaks again, like we're not hold, like hold accountable. Yeah. I think if if they would have mentioned Dean's elbow into the uh, into the fray, where he was just like, you know, we, we having we're having you out there, but this match is very you know intense, and you had that elbow uh, injury recently. Maybe you know we're we're thinking about unsanctioning this. You know. Just something like that, something to make it work. Because like, if if you're just gonna have matches that don't count towards win loss, it's pretty dumb. Because if we think about it, the Cracker Barrel like sponsored match <laughs> was basically a lights out match, but it counted towards you know uh, Darby Allen getting a win and putting him ahead of everybody in the line of a title picture. To Mox's credit, he did mention that he was trying to fight back from that injury. Yeah. Promo. I do remember that, and I, I agree oh, yeah. with you that um, this was a good box promo. I mean, like, I know a lot of people were like, oh, well, when he was Dean Ambrose, he kind of, like, meandered a little bit, and he had, a, mm-hmm. and he had like, the sarcasm to him. No, he was focused. Yeah. He was kind of, like, the badass, and like I said, I don't know what they're really doing because Pac is still kind of, like, the anti-establishment guy, too. So like, like yeah. two anti-establishment guys. Uh, I I felt like uh, maybe they could have just worked together at some point and got along in you know some sense of the situation, like an enemy and an enemy is my friend kind of situation. Um, that's just what it is. And uh, Moxley kind of gives like the same promo that he did when he left the Shield, like his uh, the final Shield match. Where he was just like, you know, don't call me dumb or, you know, stuff like that. Like, screw teachers, police officers, da-da-da, this and that. And I was just like, this, this seems like, 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 I feel like 
he thinks everybody's treating him as if he's stupid. And I definitely don't think that's the case. But it, it's certainly uh, in the roots of a lot of his, like, uh, what, what, what would it be? Uh, what would be the word? You know, just like his style of promo that he, like, his go-to, like, promo kind of thing. Yeah, he'll hit, he'll hit on, like, you know what I mean? Like, hit on, like, you know, the place I came from. Like, they tried to, like, kind of, like, put me on a leash. And you can't do that with me. And he, like, can't, he mentioned... Hint at WWE without really kind of like focusing on it. <clears throat> oh, slight, slight, slightly. Slightly. Um, but I, I liked it. And I, I'm, if there's anything about kind of like full gear, I guess I'm looking forward to this match to see like real Moxley versus Deathmatch Kenny. Oh, yeah. Like, it, it's great. Like, this is Moxley and like, you know, his element. And then this match isn't going to count. I would be pissed as well. <laughs> um, you know, like, them treating him as if he's, a, like, you know, like a free show. Like, he's always getting, like, a lot of these gimmick matches. Like, his uh, like his match with Joey Janela. Uh, Joey Janela. Like, I, I, I kind of can see where he's coming from. I All the complaints I have are slight nitpicks. I definitely think this is a fantastic promo. So the show started with uh, Sammy Guevara and Hangman Page. I think that okay, this was a good. good. This is a good opener, and I think this was the most over that Hangman Page was. Like he got the crowd behind him. Um, mm-hmm. He got he got the crowd um, to say that uh, do some real cowboy shit. Yeah, I don't. I I don't know what that entails. <laughs> is is he gonna lasso Pac? Uh, is he gonna put a revolver in Pac's face, bro? Yeah, at a, at a, at a full gear. Yeah, I think that it, it helped both men. I, th- I think Sammy Guevara looked good. I think Hangman mm-hmm. Page looked strong working off Sammy Guevara. This is a good match. Yeah, um, yeah, and uh, what was it? Uh, they per- um, they said that um, like something happened last taping, like you know after the uh, after the lights went off, and it was basically just Hangman Page challenging uh, challenging Neville for ooh, Pac for a rematch. Yeah, at a yeah at full at full gear. Yeah, if you didn't watch last week, because I guess they re-aired it um, with yeah I, a bonus scenes like I, they did with uh, Avengers Endgame when they wanted to break, break <laughs> yeah. I, I don't I don't I don't know why they promoted uh promoted it like that. I definitely think it should have just been like a video of its own or just like something happened after the cameras went off at the last taping and this is what it's going to be. It made it seem like they're going to re-air the same taping and just add that part, which is, like, weird. <laughs> but it is what it is. So so we're going to see that match again. Yeah. Uh, and there, hopefully there is a winner. Um, we got <laughs> – we alluded to it a little bit. We had Shauna versus Hikaru Shida. Um, Hikaru is a shooter, man. She, she was working stiff in this match. Uh, Th- that's her. <laughs> uh, I didn't think it was too bad, but I think it went too long. I think the crowd definitely, other than like the uh, the knee spots, the knee spots. It, it went like it went a little long. I, I think that because the the crowd didn't know who Shayna was or Shauna was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I didn't feel. I guess it didn't feel like it was long to me because I was really enjoying the match. 
Um, I was seeing gifts of it, and I was just like, oh, you know, like, I do like Hikari. I think she's really cool. I never heard of um, Shauna before, and I think she is really good. My only problem is, is that she's another foreign talent. And a lot of, like, a lot of these AEW tapings is just like, there's Britt Baker, and then, like, a shuffle of women. I definitely think, like, you know, there's... We need more women on the show to, like, get used to that isn't Britt Baker because I don't see her in the title picture again anytime soon. But I did like this match a lot. I think that they need to start doing vignettes of, like, just, like, small things about, like, some of the women wrestlers kind of, like, <laughs> show, just, like, like introducing the shows and, like, showing what they're about. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Just, 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 like, a slight intro thing. It doesn't have to be long. It could play during their entrance. You know, something light. And, you know, speaking of vignettes, we got a very a cryptic, weird vignette of uh, Brandy Rhodes uh, putting on a veil. Uh, Some voodoo working in there, like it looked like. It, it didn't look like no voodoo to me. But that, that's a theory a lot of people were going with. Um, some they, People were theorizing that it has to do something with Kong. Because I think Aja Kong and uh, Awesome Kong are still going to have that match. Uh, I'm not too entirely sure. Maybe at a not uh, maybe not at full gear. There's probably something with uh, Aja Kong going on. Like she's probably doing something in Japan right now, so they can't have the match. But whatever this brandy stuff is, uh, hopefully it's cool. <laughs> well, she alluded on uh, an interview with that they did with Korean Wrestling Sheet that she wanted to introduce a darker character. Um. So this is kind of like whatever this is going to manifest as this is Brandy Dark. I don't know where that I mean, like, what is a dark character in wrestling? I guess like I don't want to say like Brandy wants to be the Undertaker or uh, or the Fiend or the or Aleister Black, but something like I, I, I don't know. Like you saw like the picture she put like with the with the cry with the crying uh, yeah. makeup and stuff. I, I mean, uh, mm, I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, a, sh- shr- a shrugging emoji for me. Um, I'm not entirely too sure. I'm going to wait and see before you know. I t- type up an article saying that this is going to be cool and it's going to be amazing. Um, I'm not too sure. I hope it's. I hope it's some cool stuff. Um, AEW does need. A character like that, kind of like I think Jimmy Havoc can have that kind of thing, but they're not having him in like normal ass singles matches, and I think uh, that can hurt his character. So, Rock and Roll Express comes out. They uh, are introing. I-, I think the tag team titles. I think they have good looking tag team titles. They, you know, <laughs> this title makes the women's title look even worse. Yeah, it looks like um, their women's title looks like one of the 2K20 creative belts, but like yeah. glitched. They they definitely like like use their remaining budget for that title because the the AEW tag titles are the like they look great. <laughs> so they're trying to 
intro them and say that oh they're gonna you know introduce them to the winner later tonight they get attacked by Santana and Ortiz and this is not the first time they go on the attack here Ricky Morton takes a bump through the stage this guy is over 60 um I mean they'll be in the World Tag League you know later on but um they're, they're having their weird like uh revival revival like uh PCO so the Young Bucks come out and try to run Santana Ortiz off. I'm like thinking in my head, like, does this kind of okay? Two, there's two things I was thinking. I'm like, okay, are they building up Santana and Ortiz versus the Rock and Roll Express down the road, or like, are they just trying to get them heat? They're trying to get them heat for that Young Bucks match, and like, because it's do it's be it because it's. During, I guess, the tag team title presentation, I'm like, is this kind of overshadowing what's going to happen later on that night? Yes, I definitely think. Um, I definitely think that this segment should have been placed much later into the show, and it should not have involved Santana and Ortiz and the Young Bucks, especially because. Uh, Proud and Powerful show up later, like uh, during another tag match, to jump the Young Bucks. So it, I don't really understand why they had them do what they did here. If they were just gonna like, you know, beat them up later to get heat, just jumping everybody. They're just they're just going just lawless, just going and just. I, I mean, up. why are you gonna jump these old guys? They're old. Why don't you jump? You know, some of the young dudes in the tag team. Like, why don't you go jump? Uh, uh, who, what, what tag team? Uh, like Lucha, like um, Jungle Boy and Marco Stein, or you could like beat up any other the uh, beat up any of the other losers that are in the uh, <laughs> that lost in the tournament. But my thing is like, okay, it took my like attention off. I'm like, okay, is Santana Ortiz kind of overlooking the Young Bucks and kind of making a statement saying like, all right, man, we're going for the tag titles because I'm like. Then why why wouldn't you beat up the winners of the uh, the tag tournament? Yeah, why wouldn't they go against like other than the Young Bucks? Why build that and then have just have them go against the winner? I I didn't get I didn't get that run. There's there's no point of beating the Young Bucks because they already lost the tournament. Yeah, I don't know. So if you if you're if you're on your fast track to the belt, I don't think beating the Young Bucks is for. I think you should be beating up, you know. Beat up the Lucha Bros after full gear. Yeah, I don't. I mean, like I said, like their tag team division is their strength in ALW, but there's just like a lot of meandering points yeah. that are just floating you know, out there. You know what? If they would have beat, if they would have beat up Private Party, that would have been something. Because Private Party was in the crowd. Like people love the private p- private party so why wouldn't you have your heel like your main heel tag team beat up you know the most beloved babyface uh tag team i don't know or have them beat up orange cassidy people love orange cassidy oh you uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit uh, they definitely love orange cassidy um yeah so let's get into this contract signing here so in the Oof. very beginning um Tony Schiavone is, like, riding around with Cody. Uh, Cringe. They have, like, this limo talk, and Cody and, and Tony Schiavone is telling stories about Dusty. Um, 
basically like he walked in <laughs> he walked in this like dressing room and like Dusty was naked and something like that and he's like you know Dusty it's said like just a weird story um yeah and, and basically saying like you know let that other guy you always go last let the other guy go first and then they alluded and then like I think Cody did a good job here saying like alright my mom is gonna be there and like they mm-hmm. both talked about like how important it would be like because his mom is gonna be a full gear and they're having this title match so like it, it means a lot you know what I mean yeah so when you go to the actual contract signing Tony at first sounds like he lost his voice <laughs> like he sounds like scratchy and I'm like yo like did he talk like did, could somebody get some yeah. water real fast like that motherfucker was talking way too much in that car about uh, Dusty being naked. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm like, all right, they're having a contract signed. This is very WWE. Yeah. Then Cody doesn't talk. Jericho does the talking. He does. Uh, he's wearing this like Hol- a Halloween theme outfit. Halloween I'm not going to poop on it too much. Yeah. It's very bright, but, you know, um, he does most of the talking. I think he does a good job being the heel. Like, Jericho's just basically having fun in this career, in career at this point. Mm-hmm. So they sign it. They get, uh, like, this face-to-face with, like, really close. And then it cuts to outside with Sammy Gravara. I'm like, dude, you just got beat. But um, they start beating up Dustin. And they are beating the hell out of Dustin. Yeah, I'm like, what the hell? Like, um, where is everybody else? Like, where's DDP? He was there last week. Uh, <laughs> he's not going to come help. So, hey, so Hager comes out. He's beating the hell out of Dustin. And then he puts his arm in a limo. And basically, Kayfabe mm-hmm. breaks his arm. And oh, don't for, don't forget how you smashed his head against the car and put a dent in that mug. Ooh, so Dustin looks not so only painful. has like, what, like a fractured elbow or something like that. He has CTE. He has, he, has, he probably has a concussion. So it, my man is in a bad way. Uh, so like Cody comes out there with like, and I'm like, where? Okay, MJF, Cody. Like, why aren't they like attacking the inner circle? The inner circle has enough time to where Jericho gets out there and he lights a damn cigar, and he just they make fun of him. And they get in their limo and they leave. Very a very weird uh, segment there. <laughs> um, well, I'm I'm gonna backtrack a bit. Um, some of the stuff that Jericho said was really, you know, playing playing up to his heel stuff. Like it was just like, you really need this title to prove that you're something. And I definitely think that's the case. Um, I just think that it's. <laughs> I think it's silly that you have to start your your whole like you have to start a whole last promotion to be world champion, but um, you know he's like I'm not gonna flip this table. We're not gonna brawl. We just gonna beat up your brother. And they beating him up, and Cody runs out there pretty fast, which is like, damn, he he got out there pretty fast, cool and, and then they don't scrap or anything. They're not fighting again. They kind of just like, ha ha, we, we like, gave, like, bash your brother's head against the car and broke his arm, ha ha, peace out. And I'm just like, you're not furious, bro? Come on. 
I don't I don't care how many of them are there are. They just beat this, you know. He's beat on his brother. Yeah, this brother that like on screen that you know there's a relationship between them. Like you can see that they very much you know they're a loving family. Like okay, how much how many uh, goons there are? I'm scrapping, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought just to your point, um, Cody's won the Arwich Championship. He's won the U.S. title uh, in New Japan, but he's never won like. I don't know if that's a knock on ROH, but like he's saying that, but Jericho was saying like, you know, like you need to win a championship. I'm like, damn, you know, like, does that mean like ROH championship is shit? Cause like, it's like, I mean, like <laughs> saying like, wait, how, how long would, I, was he a uh, ROH champ? Yeah. How long did that last? I think it lasted for a pretty good while. Um, he was like, damn, I don't remember that. I just remember his feud with Jay Lethal. He had because I was there for one of the matches. He, because he replaced the actual title with the ring. Remember that? Oh yeah! And then you had to kiss the ring of honor. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably why I forgot it. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then I, I would say that like the legend of Orange Cassidy continues because. Him and best friends had a, a trios match against uh, just like some random guys like Alex Reynolds, John Silver, and QT Marshall. Like I said, I they had their whole Rick and Morty thing going on. Like it, I, I, I thought that was a weird pro, uh, Rick and Morty kind of promo. Um, commentary are like trying to talk about it, but it seems like like Jr. has actually never seen the show before. But I feel like. Uh, Excalibur is actually a really big fan of it, <laughs> and uh, I don't know. Uh, I'll be watching. I'm. I do like the show. Five, like all this promo for five new episodes seems like a bit much. Dude, the crowd went crazy when uh, mm-hmm. uh, Orange Cassidy did the uh, hands and pockets. When, okay, man, they were crazy when he existed. This dude is over. <laughs> He's super over. If they don't like. In their history, put the damn title on Orange Cassidy. Or I think that I think that might be a little bit crazy, <laughs> but I I do think they should have a title match with him and Jericho. Oh, the fans would love it. Would love it. Yeah, they would absolutely love it. I don't know if it would be a fantastic match, but they'll certainly love it. All right, so. Let's talk about this Kenny Omega thing first before we get to the Elite versus Kip Saban hybrid two. Mm-hmm. Kenny Omega had this intro video. It's uh, basically do, for do you know where it's from? Undertale. Okay. Right? <laughs> because I remember I had to, because I had to, check, I had to check your gamer knowledge, bro. Um, Undertale, and he did this like he alluded to it. Um, before he left, before he left New Japan, New right? Japan, he right? did the whole mm-hmm. like. The whole goodbye thing. So this video, I think, basically portrayed New Japan Wrestling as the bad guy. Yes. I think Loki took a swipe at Coda. Yeah, um, saying that he was your best, like, remember your best friend? He was never really there. And I think that is very, like... Just, I think that's just a really shitty thing, you know? Like, just because Coda didn't, like, want to jump ship with AEW with you, I don't think that you should be like, oh, I guess you're not my friend. 
you know, I think like no matter like what their relationship actually is, I do think that's really shitty though. I've seen a couple imp- interpretations of that. I think some people said that like you know the relationship between ALW and New Japan is complicated. It definitely it this definitely video definitely did not help matters and they feel like yeah. you know Coda and Kenny are kind of rocking a hard place where they still kind of want to be friends but like um I mean just FaceTime each other, bro. But like if you've been watching New Japan, like Coda is Coda's won the G1, he's won uh, the Intercontinental title, and he's damn near on his way to being a double champion at Wrestle Kingdom. So he's doing a good job signing full-time there. So, like, you know, this mm-hmm. this video just kind of, I was like, ah, like, if there was any question of a partnership between ALW and New Japan, there's definitely bad blood there. Yeah, uh... You know, we we had uh, Okada come out and say like he would like to uh, do a partnership with uh, New Japan. He would like to like you know face uh, face New Japan wrestlers. I to me that just reads I want to face Kenny Omega again because I don't want to watch Okada versus Jimmy uh, Jimmy Havoc or Darby Allen or Joy Janela any like BS like that. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I I don't I don't like. I don't like the video portraying New Japan as the bad guys, as if, you know, the Young Bucks and Kenny weren't the ones that ran off on them. And then, you know, during their press conference at Wrestle Kingdom, the Young Bucks was just like, maybe you could work for us at our company to Sonata and Evil. Like, that was really shitty. They jumped, listen, they they jumped in a championship match while, like, Gorillas of Destiny and Evil and Sonata went through the whole World Tag League. Like they just kind of <laughs> came afterwards, like all right, we're in the match. You know what I mean? Like, and like if you if you listen to kind of rumors and stuff, Kenny was supposed to be there until the Garden and just dropped the title yeah. and never showed up again. So like, I know Jericho's going back over there. I know Moxley's going back over there, but it's definitely complicated when it comes to Kenny. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. W- with Kenny, it, it might be like really complicated, but I I wouldn't be surprised if. Uh, you know, a relationship forged again. Yeah. They figure it out. But I don't. I, uh, if you're an Undertale fan, wait, I'm. I'm not. <laughs> uh, this is probably like really cool. You know. Uh, the ma- I don't know that that video. That video can be interpreted in different ways, and to me, it, it really just makes you know. It, it does strike as the New Japan and uh, AEW stuff might be more complicated than we think. Um, the relationship with Kenny Omega and uh, Kota Ibushi is kind of like falling apart. Uh, but well, yeah, well, shaky. Well, it's going to be interesting because they are running a pay per view on the same day. Those two. So. Uh, oh yeah. But uh, the match, I thought it was just basically a very paint by the numbers um, elite. Match. Kenny. Oh well, hold on. Let let let's back it up. We didn't talk about Kenny Omega coming out as one of the Undertale characters, oh, yeah. which is why his whole entrance was like a whole thing. He had a he had a whole special entrance. Um, the Young Bucks re-rocked their outfit from Street Fighter. Um, um, no, they they had a show earlier this year. Uh, I think uh, it was like the the CEO like collaboration yeah, yeah. with the CEO Gaming. Yeah, so they just re-rocked their Street Fighter outfits, uh, Ken and Ryu, and I guess they didn't tell the Hybrid 2 and Kit Saban that they could dress up as well, 
because they just came in regular gear. Yeah, they came in that like neon green gear. There were a lot of uh Oh, I want to mention this. Uh they're talking about like Kenny like being on a losing streak and kind of like fighting his way back. JR says a comment. Maybe he has mental illness. And then like oh, Excalibur my. was like wow. like you could tell he was flustered. And like JR tried to walk it back like real fast, but I'm like, oh my god, I just caught that. Like, what is JR thinking about? Oh wow. Yeah. I Hey yo, we we gotta get Taz back here. <laughs> <laughs> yo, we gotta get Taz back. I'm sorry, we have to get him back. Yeah, mental. I was like, I paused it, and I'm like, he didn't say what I thought he said. And I replayed it. He's like, yeah, maybe I mental illness. I'm like, oh my god. And you and you hear like, if Excalibur could be, be like, oh, like he probably would have said that. Um, Santana Ortiz attacked the Young Bucks, and Kenny's too late getting over there. I, you know, um. Yeah, uh, but about the match, like it's a good match. I think uh, I do. I do like uh, Jack, uh, the Hybrid Two, and Kit Saban. I do like and them. Yeah, watching watching this match, it really made me think. Like, I wish Kip Saban was in uh, was in Inner Circle and not uh, Sammy Guevara. I think he has the look. Of a like he does have the look of a piece of shit heel. Um, I think he, I do think he's a better wrestler than uh, Sammy Guevara. But I think his look very does pair well with um, Inner Circle, and I definitely think he should have taken uh, Sammy Guevara's spot. Ended the night with Lucha Brothers and SCU. That's uh, Kazarian Scorpio. Um. Kazarian almost killed himself uh, at one point. And this match is long. <laughs> this one, yeah, this match was way long. Kazarian tries to do a Hurricane Rana uh, to the outside and ends up hitting his head and neck on the apron. That was a no good. I was like, oh, my God, is he going to be able to finish the damn match here? Uh, Phoenix does this crazy-ass springboard. Oh, yeah. This match is beautiful. Yeah, Phoenix is, is just good. Uh, I think they did the right thing with the Scorpio hot tag. That kind of like brings the story as like kind of like the breakout guy in this whole tag team thing. Mm-hmm. At, at his big age. <laughs> how do you um, how do you feel about the finish? Because Scorpio Sky wins with a small package. I I don't hate it, but I do think like. If you're, if you're going to, like... Like, they did a lot of work to get Scorpio Sky over, and him having to beat the Lucha Bros with a small package was like, eh. But I do think it set, uh, it sets up something down the line, where it's just like, you know, you barely beat us kind of thing. And maybe... Uh, maybe the Lucha Bros just have to rack up some wins again, and we'll probably see him in a title picture again. That's how... Uh... AOW ended. Your first ever AOW tag team chance is SCU. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, at first, I was kind of upset. I was just like, you know, you guys said that you were going to push younger guys, and then you give it to SCU. And I think, 
I'm pretty sure that Scorpio Sky and Frankie Kazarian, like, their age combined is more than the Lucha Bros combined. <laughs> yeah. But seeing this match, I don't care. Uh, good, good, uh, good stuff. I think uh, they did a lot of uh, they did a lot of work with Scorpio Sky. I think just like what he's done in this tournament from like the first match where he just came in with his Adidas on, <laughs> that's that definitely left an impression on people. So moving on to NXT, I feel like this episode was a lot more focused as we build to war games. Uh, I love how William Regal says war games. <laughs> war games, yeah. Um, shout out to Poppy. Uh, she, uh, <laughs> the, uh, oh, yeah. the uh, relationship between Poppy and NXT continues. Um, I, don't, I don't even know what that's about, but <laughs> keep it going. Because uh, this intro to NXT was very, very cool. Um, with Io Shirai coming out. This would be her new theme, right? I'm not too sure. Not sure. I think it's... Uh, I don't know. I really liked her old theme. But if this is her new theme, I think it's pretty cool. Uh, Io Shirai comes out to a live performance by Poppy and her gang. And yeah, scary it's match. a stellar performance. Yeah, Scary Mass. It's a stellar performance. I like it a lot. So they ran back Io Shirai and Candice LeRae. Um... Personally, fantastic. I, I think it was another fantastic match. Um, Candice got a lot more offense in this time around because I felt mm-hmm. like in her takeover match, like she took she took a lot of like shots from Io. My question is about the chair. Why wouldn't the ref take the chair, move the chair out of the out of the ring? So I saw some people like talking about it and how I'm like. I did think like it was kind of like stupid that uh, Io Shirai pull out the chair, but it, it, it worked to the finish. I think I think the ref couldn't like move it away because Io was laying on it, and that would have messed with the finish. But it is what it is. Io wins, and that kind of like sets the precedent of what's going to happen later in the night. I want to get into this Finn Balor promo now. My man was oh. <laughs> straight shooter. <laughs> <laughs> this was or, the best you, promo I thought quote, that he's cut. Quote unquote shooter. But yeah, this is the best promo. He's in his heel bag. My man talked about the fiend. <laughs> this man said two months ago I was I was laying down for the fiend. Now I'm the hottest thing in wrestling again, and I was just like, yeah, talk 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 that talk, man. Saying how the business watched him, and he addressed Johnny mm. Gargano. They said, oh, you could they call you Johnny Wrestling? Well, it's going to be Johnny Watches Wrestling because you should be watching me. Yeah, this- big bars. Um, he, he also talks about, you know, you know, Marks, the fans, you know. Y'all typing up like y'all know what's, uh, like what's good. Y'all, know how to, y'all don't know how this work. This is, this is money talk. Y'all know nothing about that. I was like, big bars. I like this. And it, it, Okay, so Full Sail Crowd had a theme all night where they were cheering heels. They were booing Johnny Gargano when he was mentioning him. Yeah. Um, full sale, fickle crowd. I'm pretty <laughs> sure this is, uh, this is like well known that they'll cheer for damn much anything. And you know what? Like seeing Finn Balor like this is cool. So I don't really blame them for uh, cheering so much, but like it does, it does bring like a weird, like it is conflicting. It's just like, man, he's like he's talking about shit about us, Johnny, and you know all this. 
Yeah, man, I like that. Like, it's kind of weird. <laughs> but this was a good promo, though. Yeah, I'm loving anti-hero Finn. Uh, I can't wait yeah. to see that match between him and Johnny Gargano. Um, I I, I want to see his like first. I don't actually. I don't think he's gonna have a regular ass match on NXT TV. No, nah, I don't think he is either. Well, we got a lot of time. Uh, we got yeah. we got about like three or four, three weeks. We have three a lot four of weeks until uh, War Games. So yeah, yeah, we we sure. have a we have a lot of time towards them. But I want to see like Finn's like heal. Uh, you know his. Like, his heel stuff uh, in the ring. Like, yeah, we could probably, like, watch his, like, old New Japan stuff. But it's just, like, maybe it's different this time around with his heel work. Rock and roll is word. back. Yeah. So, I th- so we moved into a Bronson Reed-Shane Thorne match. I thought this was a great match. I think it, because it was short. It was hard hitting. <laughs> yeah. It, it was, like... The, the- it- it, it kind of re- it, it redeemed uh, Shane Thorne for me. I thought he was really good in this match. Him and Bronson Reed have uh, like really good chemistry together. I'm really high on Bronson Reed. I think he really needed the win here, uh, mm-hmm. considering that Shane Thorne kind of tore through a lot of the NXT breakout talent. Uh, mm-hmm. Does a lot. It did a lot of good for both men. You know, I'm, I'm looking to see more from Bronson Reed, and I'm looking to see more from Shane Thorne. Like you know, what I mean, they worked well together. Yeah. This match, this match was really great. Um, I wasn't too big of a fan of the Johnny Gargano match. Like, I do think like Johnny probably gave him a little too much, and I don't think Shane was ready for all that. But here, it looked really well. I do. I like Bronson Reed a lot. So from there, we had the women's tag team title match. We got Team Kick versus the Kabuki Warriors. Um, I thought the Dakota Kai beatdown went way too long mm-hmm. it really took be- away from the match they were beating the hell out of her they were beating the brakes off her and i think uh she has a hyper extended knee which is leaving her questionable but i think she'll be ready uh by the time war games is uh it's, it's time for war games i will say though that i love heel oscar and uh, oh absolutely i i love them too like i, I love Ah oh, man, like they did the I, they did the right thing. First of all, kicking Paige off, and then making them both heal. Yeah, um, I, I I like the heel work a lot. I love the laughing stuff. Like uh, there there like the language barrier is there, but it, it like it doesn't matter when like uh, when Kyrie starts doing her like little evil laugh. Like it. It, it just they're they're good shit eating heels. Like I'm not sure if Kyrie was ever a uh, heel in stardom or anything like that, but her working like this is it, some really good stuff. They even changed their offense up to even fit, mm-hmm. fit the heel, which is a, a nice little detail that they did. Um, yeah, the Tegan hot tag, but Kabuki comes out at the end. Then we had the one of the craziest segments, especially in their like with their women's division. Horse yes. women come down. They beat basically beat the hell out of Tegan, and they just kind of <laughs> discard Dakota Kai because you said she was hurt. So, yeah, she uh, she had the mist on her face. So, Rhea comes out. She comes out. Candice comes out. Io comes out. Bianca comes out and is just pushing people around, <laughs> like you know, like yeah, they, these ladies brawling, <laughs> and then like. Rhea clears out everybody. She gives a big, <laughs> she she basically gives a big boot to Bianca. 
clears out everybody, and then her and Shayna fight, then it's just a we back. We just a <laughs> big ass brawl, and then at first I, I I was like, is the crowd booing it? No, and then then I realized they're chanting war yeah. games. I, I I definitely I definitely thought they were booing. I don't I didn't have my headphones in. I don't know why they thought they were booing, but it definitely sounded like boring. But they were saying war games. <laughs> Rhea comes uh, so. Regal comes out from like this perch, this big ass walk watchtower thing. And he's like, I I love that thing. He's like, hey, <laughs> he's like, you know, split them apart. And then of course, you know, I know how to settle this. And like, war games. <laughs> I pop. <laughs> so the two captains are Shayna and Rhea. We have nine mm-hmm. ladies. We are missing one person. Well, you you want to take your guess on who it might be? Oh, man. Okay. My heart is telling me Tony Storm. My brain is telling me Mia Yim. Um, I don't have a heart, but I <laughs> will say uh, Tony Storm. I think I think because we haven't seen Tony in a while, I think that it would be mm-hmm. great. It'd be great to see her, man. Like is. I mean, is, isn't there like a? Uh, there's one. Le- there's one less face. Yeah, but um, isn't there is there a link to Tony Storm and uh, Shayna Baszler like uh, something May Young Classic? Um, but have they faced in a May Young Classic? I don't think so. I I know Tony hmm. and EO have. Tony and EO have. Uh, there's the history between Tony and Rhea, of course. Um, you could have them kind of like piece that up. If they're gonna be on the yeah. same team, like you know what I mean? Watch it be Mia. Yeah, Watch uh, it be Mia. If it's gonna be Mia Yim, I'm I'm cheering for Shayna uh, all the way, uh, <laughs> all the way home. I wanted to be a clean sweep. Oh man, not a big fan. Of, not not a big fan of Mia Yim right now. <laughs> I'll say that. So we have Tyler Bate and Cameron Grimes. Good match. Good match. Cameron Grimes did this crazy flip into a German that I was a super fan of. Oh yeah, that shit was sick. Um, I I love how like he's losing, but you know they're kind of keeping him like really resilient. Well, losing in a sense. Uh, I I think um I don't think Killian Dane having a part in the finish was like you know really helped him out too much, but this was it was uh, it was a cool match. I think they tried to they protected Tyler by like get, having him startled by Killer by Killer yeah. and then Cameron picking up the win. The thing is, I'm like, okay, Pete Dunne still has like unfinished business with Killian, right? Triple threat. Yeah, but true, they could do that. Um, anything is possible in wrestling, man. Anything is possible in NXT. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there's a long line to to fight Pete Dunne. We call him Mister Second Hour. <laughs> <laughs> so he's gonna be, uh, he's gonna be having a match with uh, Damian Priest next Priest week. Next week. So I think that I think that what happens here, right, is um, I think that they're gonna have the match, and then Killian's gonna get involved there, and then that's how you get to the triple threat. Yeah. So the night. Um, yeah, oh no! Go ahead. Yeah, that should be cool. 
Yeah, that should be cool. So the night ended with Matt Riddle and Keith Lee versus Undisputed Era, uh, Fish and O'Reilly. Um, I like the dynamic of this match to the fact that obviously Fish and O'Reilly are the smaller guys, but they had to <clears> pick <throat> Matt Riddle apart, kind of like with their methodical thing. You saw that they used that against like uh, the Viking Raiders early on, or they do it with yeah. other teams. I like that they did that here, but when Keith got involved, like he's clean sweeping, clean baby. Sweep. <laughs> Uh, we, we won't even mention, like, Keith later in the match, like, when uh, Adam Cole <laughs> comes down, he completely just demolishes Adam Cole on the outside, just pushes him over. Like, I'm like, damn, like, he flew. Oh, uh, yeah, for the pounce? Yeah. yeah, I thought that was really cool. Um, now, uh, they flew. <laughs> I think Matt Riddle was just a freak. Uh,. Get that man in the title picture at some point. Uh, well, he's been losing. Uh, but he's been losing a lot, too. Yeah. So I, I don't know if Matt Reels is paying his dues before Oops, uh, before he gets called up or something. But, you know, for I, I, I love. OK, so I love the, the Goldberg trolling. Oh, yeah. With, uh, <laughs> with Bobby Fish kicking out at one <laughs> with the jackhammer. Yo, Reels got an issue, bro. <laughs> Goldberg might have to come down to full sail and see him, or they got to see each other. I, I don't know, man. But hey, man, with, with the big news that we uh, we'll be talking about later. Oh yeah, hey, it might be possible. It might be. It, it really might be. I would love to see that, man. Like imagine, like no, Goldberg, who would go over though? <laughs> man, let my let my real take that job, bro. <laughs> it might be a shoot, but Goldberg might be in trouble then. Um, oh, if it's a shoot, Goldberg. Yeah, Goldberg, is Goldberg is done. <laughs> Sorry, Goldberg. Um, yeah, so, of course, Undisputed Era when we're kind of like the up and under on Keith Lee, which, I mean, that's another. <laughs> Roderick Strong beat Keith, pinned Keith Lee, and now, like, the, you know, the tag team did. So, Undisputed Era come down. Ciampa comes down. He finally uses the damn crutch. Against somebody, <laughs> and we, and then uh, yeah, we end the show. I think uh, oh my fuck, go ahead. Yeah, we end the show with like him looking at the title, and he like he's like Goldie, this is gonna have to wait. Daddy is going to war, so it looks like we might have two war games matches. That's gonna be something because these war matches, uh, these war match, I mean war game matches. Do go fairly long, <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully they find something uh, they find interesting to do at the, uh, this time around. Early prediction: uh, So if it is undisputed era, um, and maybe Johnny Gargano has his hands full, who's gonna be the, who's gonna mm-hmm. be the fourth? Um. Well, who who. Who's in the ring uh, at that time? So we got, like, Undisputed on the outside. You had Keith Lee, you had Matt Riddle, and you had Ciampa, which is which is already, like, a big... <laughs> that's a crazy yeah. team as it is. Who? Oh! Dijakovic. Dijak. Dijakovic or uh, Velveteen Dream, if he's ready. If it's Dijak, like, Dijak. that's a crazy... 
power Yo. dynamics <laughs> going against like undisputed era. They got to be super crafty. Now, uh, we talked uh, we talked about it as it was airing. Uh, I'm not sh- like if it's going to be a winner take all kind of thing. That's going to be kind of crazy. And how how are you dividing the titles with like with that going on? I, I definitely don't think that. Um, I don't think any of these war game matches should have the title involved. Do you think the women's war games match should have the title? Like whoever wins, kind of. Oh yeah, there's teams, so you can't have that. But no. do you think that? Like, how would you do that? Like, are, are you just kind of negating the whole like number one contendership and just having a war win? War games is like how it's looking for title pictures. Well, for the women at least. Looking like a real placeholder pay per view, <laughs> like it, it. It looks like it's kind of like a little, a little pointless. But we'll we'll see uh, in in the weeks how they're gonna uh, what they're gonna do with this. Yeah, that was both the shows. I I mean, so what are your overall thoughts? Like, do you think that uh, AOW? I feel like was a little bit better, but it was a little bit discombobulated. Um, I feel like NXT is definitely starting to get their legs under it as they're going in the war games. Like we're seeing <clears throat> solid storylines like that we can kind of like get behind, like with Finn Balor and Gargano and like, war games. Matches. War games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, AEW for sure. I would say a better show than last week. Thank God. Um, <laughs> this, this week it isn't a two match show. I definitely think that, uh, the trios match is really good. The women's match is really good. The tag, uh, the main event is really good. Um, just like it, it, it's, it's a, it was a really good show this week. I'm, I'm high on a AEW this time. Yeah, and just, just to briefly touch on like the ratings uh, that came out, they both got decimated because we had a, we had a game seven <laughs> at a, a World Series game seven. So that averaged about it's, 21 million viewers. It's it's that season, baby. So, AOW did uh, seven hundred and fifty nine thousand. Uh, that's down from the nine hundred sixty three thousand from last week. And NXT did five hundred eighty thousand. That's down from six hundred ninety eight last week as well. They're both. From, we we knew like nobody knew that there was going to be a game seven here. But when we saw that there was going to be a game seven especially a competitive uh, Game 7 as it was, like with the Nationals and the Astros, we knew the ratings were going to go down. Like, we knew that the ratings were going to be like this. So nobody should be yeah. surprised. And, you know, I saw some stuff that's talking about, like, NXT is, like, looking like a failure and stuff like that. Honestly, a lot of us weren't even watching NXT week to week. We were <laughs> all just, you know, waiting for the spoilers on Twitter watching the matches that anything that interests us then you know getting ready for takeover now like these ratings are just the people that actually watch nxt week to week like the people that watch it on the network every time like i don't think like it's a failure it's just like this is what the core probably what the core fan base was always was from the start and people just wanted to see stuff from the beginning like both these shows are losing viewers, and I don't think that it's much of a big deal if you're a wrestling fan. Like this Monday, I, I definitely think this Wednesday Night Wars can be wrapped up. If you want to, it doesn't really matter. You want to say AEW one, whatever. But 
This war is kind of like pointless now. Yeah, I think like now it's just like a buzzword, just just like you know, for people to like say stuff. Yeah, I think that yeah, like think and that. one thing when a lot of people talk about the ratings is that they don't take in consideration delayed watching. You can't measure ratings as the metric that you did. 20 years ago, or maybe even five years ago, a lot of people cord cut. A lot of people can't watch it live. So they elected either watch, you know, um, AW on the T, like Sling or like TNT, or they. Like, I recommend fight, like watching it on Fight TV. So, you know, like maybe people that were watching AW on TNT switched over to Fight TV, and then you get a better show with no commercials. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, some people can't watch, especially, you can't watch both. And, like, mm-hmm. maybe you watch ALW first one week, or maybe you watch NXT one week. NXT, you have the network. So, like, you know what I mean? You have that. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't, I agree with you. Like, I don't think that, um, basically, with this drop and with the ratings, like, it's really a big deal. Like, both, yeah. both shows were, were decent. Like, they both were, were good. They had good parts to them. And, uh... It's going to be interesting to see what AOW does next week because they have their first yeah, big paper going forward. going forward and with them having a show. Okay, so before we get out of here, um, kind of want to briefly touch the elephant in the mm-hmm. room. Um, since yeah. uh, can, can, can I start off? No, go ahead. Uh, since, you know, Jordan Miles is a part of NXT, I felt like the A, the a- show guys had – a uh, magnificent discussion, long form discussion on this. Yeah. I just wanted to touch on it. So yeah, I think yeah. go ahead. You got the floor. Okay. Uh, a couple weeks ago I asked, where is Jordan miles? Uh, I definitely think he should be on NXT TV and he's returned. And he had a lot of stuff to say about the WWE and, you know, kind of about like wrestling in general. Um, I agree with a lot of stuff that he says. But there's, like, a lot of stuff that is kind of shaky and it's not very a clear-cut message. And I think people that are saying that we should probably, like, just be behind him because he's a black man is kind of, like, it's kind of, it's Kanye Stan-ish. I'm not going to lie. Um, I kind of want to hear where he's coming from. And a lot of the stuff that he's saying is looking very weird. And at first, he had me at the first hour. <laughs> And then when, uh, like, I think, like, seven tweets after that, he kind of lost me. And a lot of people that are, you know, they're anti-WWE. So they were just, like, you know, they sprung on the chance to, like, you know, say something about a talent being disgruntled or unhappy. Um, And then we had a lot of people that are just, like, being kind of opportunistic about the situation. Like, you know, the shirt stuff. This wouldn't happen if they hired my homeboy, oh, or you know, maybe if they had somebody else there. Uh, parentheses, me, you know, stuff like that. I definitely think that's a little, like, that's not cool. Like people are like certainly pushing their own agenda or just trying to get, uh, you know, just trying to get ahead off the situation right now. And I don't think it's a really good look for. It's definitely not a good look for Jordan, and it's definitely not a good look for a lot of those people that were talking about it. So, I, I'm aware that we live in an age where it kind of invokes an instant reaction. And as this was <clears throat> unfolding, I made a conscious decision not to really tweet about it until I got 
Oh, I was going off. (laughs) Yeah, until I got the full story because, like, I agree with – I've watched – I think we've all watched Jordan Miles or formerly known as ACH when he was in ROH when he was in New Japan. I've even Mm -hmm. said, like, why are they not doing more with ACH and their junior division because they definitely need it and this guy is talented. Um, Yeah. So – from his standpoint, we all kind of say that the shirt that's that that shirt is terrible. You know what I mean? Not even yeah. from just from what people can interpret from it. And I know like blackface and kind of like that era is terrible. You know what I mean? Like, and, well, it's funny because like we're talking about it on Halloween and we still have problems with that shit. Uh, oh yeah. Um, I feel like. He had a point there, like you know what I mean. Like if he, I, it's not my position to tell him what not to be upset about. My issue was, yeah. is um, when he was kind of invoking, kind of like for the culture, but then he tweeted about Jay Lethal. Jay, okay, ROH is owned by Sinclair. Sinclair is a ultra conservative entity. You know what I mean? Like they're pro. Things that I'm not for, and I but I recognize that Jay Lethal was a long time heavyweight champion there. You know what I mean? Like a win for him <clears throat> is like a win for all of us. And what I like. what I didn't like about this whole situation is that like people took opportunities to kind of take shots at each other. Like I feel like with wrestling. And maybe like wrestling Twitter, like when something big happens, um, they're kind of like pick your side. Yeah, it's like you got to pick a side, and then you got to like, all right, man, I, I don't like you, so I'm gonna take now. This is my opportunity to take shots at you. Wh- yeah, whether, now that you have a pu- opposing views as me. Yeah, so like we're a podcast of people of color. So is the A Show. So is so is like. Uh, Shout out to Cheeky, a lot of, uh, shout out to Black Wrestlings, like a lot of, yeah. you know, shout out to, you know, Undisputed Hey Podcast, it's just everybody, okay? I feel like, listen, we're all on the same side. I agree with people when they say that we need more people of color in the rooms at the top, okay? Um, mm-hmm. Like, in design, uh, consulting about design and kind of like that way, or booking, or even at the top of WWE, there aren't any really predominant people of color up there. And I feel like we're all fighting the same fight. You know what I mean? Like, so when we take shots at each other, like that's just not the way to go. That's, that's the point that I don't like. Like, I feel we can disagree with each other. Like you can have a conversation with me. Like if you don't like something, like maybe, you know, I don't, I like the book and the decision and decision and you didn't, we can talk about it. You know what I mean? Like, and I feel like because this is like a hot button issue, like people are like, you know what? Like, if you're not for Jordan, then, you know, like, I mean, what, what are you doing? Like, and I'm like, it's a little bit more layered to that. And for Jordan, I'm not going to say anything negative about him. I obviously I think he, you know, with his Instagram posts, he might be in a bad place right now. So I wish him all the best. NXT was kind of absolutely NXT was pushing him like he won the breakout tournament and um he he got a title shot against adam cole and 
WWE, let me tell you, they are not saints when it comes to all that stuff, but they are trying. Think of that moment that we just had at WrestleMania with Kofi Kingston winning or somebody like Ricochet uh, ascending. Being at the top of your car. Or like the Street Profits. Like, they are not saints. Um, They still have more to go as a representation, as a company, and bringing more of our voices in. But they are trying, and that's what I want people to recognize. Keep on pushing them. Keep on pushing. And that that's with anything, like with any company, like uh, journalism or like uh, even at your, like at your job where there isn't a lot of diversity. Like keep pushing, but we got to see like that we kind of like we did push forward some. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, people, uh, I think like, uh, what was it? Mark Henry did say he's like kind of in a dark place. Um, that video of him saying that WWE doesn't care about black people is also kind of like real shaky. Um, I don't know. Like, I definitely understand the message and where he's coming from all that. I just do think like his message went to the wrong people and they like ran with it in a very negative way. And I don't think that helped out, uh, Jordan miles in that sense. And I'm going to keep it real. I do remember that post where NXT did like pull out all the shirts, uh, you know, all the black shirts, I remember that. but I, I personally don't remember seeing Jordan miles, shirt, which was like really like, uh, it was just like, damn, how'd that like miss me? I do remember like sharing the shirt with my friend, and I did show them uh, the Dio Madden one because, like, you know, we we are fans of him. We know like him from you know streaming and like his stuff before he went to the WWE. And we're just like, you know, those shirts weren't great. A lot of those designs were pretty bad, and it's it's easy for stuff to get lost in the shuffle, like uh, like the Jordan Miles shirt did. So like. I'm pretty sure, like, a lot of people did miss this, and then he brought a lot of attention to it. Um, I not, I don't think it was the smartest move of leaking that email of, uh, what's that dude, like, Brand Layden? Yeah. I, I, said, I, I, think, I think, like, I, we've all kind of had that moment where we are kind of, like, a hot-headed moment, and we just kind of, like, Spew uh, like, was uh, all right, man. Like I hate this. Not a good look. But I don't think that it was kind of like a good look to do it in that way. Like I definitely think that he had yeah. a legitimate beef, but I just don't think that mm-hmm. it was the way of, for him to do that. But then again, I don't want to yeah. dictate how he felt because, like, I you know, what I mean, if if I was in that position, I'd be pissed too. I'm like, what the, like, what what the hell is going on there? But but the the point I was trying to make to like everybody who kind of listens to this podcast, like especially like. If you're designing shirts, if you're doing your own podcast, like we're all on the same side. We are all trying to fight on the same fight because, you know, representation for people of color, basically in wrestling media or wrestling design and stuff like that is still fairly new. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's still, we're still well, very in just life in general, honestly. So I do think like a lot of like stand up for your people. Absolutely. And another issue that I have with a lot of this situation is a lot of, like, people that are not, people that are white are saying a lot of stuff. And I'm just like, this is not your place to talk. Please just just, just quiet down. <laughs> um, I, see, I see, like, 
a lot of while the sh- like the stuff about the shirt was going on on Twitter, I saw a lot of my uh, a lot of the white people that I follow just keeping quiet, and that's <laughs> that is a good move. Yeah, I just think that like if you're like that color, like if it doesn't, this is a teachable moment for you. Like just yeah. understand where we're coming here. from and just learn like you know why it's not okay. Because uh, Miles is responding to a lot of people. That are just like, why, like this was a month ago. Why are you mad at the shirt? Like you should have said something earlier. And it's just like, it take like I, I I saw a tweet. I was just like, you know, it's it takes time to comprehend, you know, uh, emotions and stuff like that, or just like what really happened. And you know, probably like something traumatic, or you know, like after a car crash or something. Like you know, you just gotta like take it in. And I do think like people that were just coming at him were just like, why are you mad? Get over it. Like, don't be quiet. Yeah, don't don't do that. <laughs> Stop talking. Don't tell people how to feel about certain stuff. That is like a really super shitty thing you can do. I think that was perfectly said. I think that we've said everything that we wanted. Again, yeah. Everybody, go listen to the A show and the discussion that they had. Yes. Like I think they was, they went into a long form about it. Uh, Forty minutes. I believe. Yeah, I think it was a super good discussion that everybody should check out. Uh, that would do it for our show. Uh, as always, yeah. you can go follow us at RNC Radio Live. Uh, we've had a bunch of shows. Like here, first we're we're go ahead. We're getting more, and we're getting more. We're growing. Oh my god, we're getting a lot. Of, uh, we're getting a lot more shows. Um, literally, we have everything. And I was hanging out with my friend the other day, and they were just like, "So, what is RNC Radio?" Everything. And. And I was just like, what kind of like podcast do you guys have? Because they think it's just the wrestling stuff, because that's because you know they only know it through me, and I only do the wrestling shows. But it's just like, there's a lot of stuff on the network. So first responders, a new episode. They they review Jesus is King, Uh, RSVN. We just had uh, the first week of NBA, so they go that. Of course, we had the A show. You had a new episode of Spot Callers with. With Justin talking about mm-hmm. WCW Halloween Havoc '93, which I, I listened to, and it's actually pretty funny. Um, <laughs> and of course, uh, we got a new episode of Late Fees coming tomorrow. It's the George Romero episode. So if you like, you know, uh, any of those Dawn of the Dead zombie movies, that would be for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we are we're gonna get out of here uh, for me for Johnny uh, Cyrus. You got anything to say before you leave? Hey, man. Love each other, man. Be nice to your peoples. And uh, rest in peace, John Witherspoon, too. Oh, yeah. Rest in peace, granddad. Rest in peace, pops. Sugar pops. Sugar pops. Um, (laughs) Mr. Bitches. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Peace out.